Welcome to the Notespire Music Artist Insight Podcast, giving you a unique insight into the music and ministries of independent Christian artists. Here's your host, Paul Gibbs. And welcome, everyone. Thank you, Bob. And friends, we are talking this time. I've got the privilege of talking to Chris Selby and Whitney Becker, and they are both in Traverse City, Michigan. Guys, how are you tonight? Hello. Doing great. It's doing wonderful. Thank you. It's going to be a little difficult uh, when I ask a question. You guys are going to have to just decide, okay, who's going to respond and in <laughs> what order? So okay, <laughs> that's okay. But we're we're just going to let the Lord lead on this. <laughs> Perfect, uh, Chris. I'll start with you, and thank you for but uh, thank both of you for uh, for spending the time with us here. And uh, it's Chris Selby, S E L B Y, yes. and uh, we're talking about going to be talking about some of the music. We're going to be talking about. Uh, the New Hope Worship Project. I'm excited yes. about this. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, um, and I, I don't want to go too far without getting Whitney in here. But uh, I just want to want to set the stage just a little bit. Uh, Chris, you have sent music to us here at Notespire Radio. I know you've sent to other radio stations as, as well, and you've got quite a background. I'll uh, I'll just go down this a little bit again and uh, to set the stage a little bit. Uh, uh, Chris, you've said you've played in bands from Los Angeles to San Diego to Traverse City, uh, close to home there. I've, yes. You, you bet the, I mean, you could go on and on. I'm not sure we'll get into all this uh, tonight, but uh, the Crystal Cathedral, Disneyland, the uh, Hotel de Coronado, uh, you played at a Rams game. Uh, yes. We, yeah, we want to hear about that. And uh, you are a singer and a songwriter. You uh, got got a home studio. Uh, you play sax, flute, keyboards. And I'm going to stop there because I don't want Whitney to feel, you know, uh, that she's, what, what am I, chopped liver? So, <laughs> <laughs> she won't. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so uh, I got to say, though, Whitney, uh Chris didn't give me an awful lot here. He said, he said uh, Whitney is a lead vocalist and songwriter on the worship team at New Hope Church in Traverse City. Uh, you have recorded several so- solo projects yourself, uh, and you have performed live, and you've got a two-year music degree. Oh, all right. I didn't see this. All right. Now, we're, we're evening the playing field here. You, uh, Whitney <laughs> plays ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and piano. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm done. I'm going to take a sip of coffee. Chris, take it away. All right. So, um, I my first experience with uh, praise music um, was way back when I was in junior high in Texas, and uh, we had a a band um, a music group where we had drums, guitars, bass, uh, piano, uh, and we were touring uh, all over uh, Texas and we went into Louisiana and I was just in junior high and we were playing like praise type music way back then, um, you know, before many people even knew about it or started it. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a cool thing. And then um, I have played in different kinds of bands, uh, different churches, uh, really all my life. And uh and so kind of landed in, in Traverse City uh, because it's a great place uh, for to have a family and have kids and uh, just a wonderful uh, spot to live in. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like vacation land up here. Guy, nice. So, so um, I started going to New Hope Church in 2007, and I was part of like a citywide 
uh, worship uh, project that that uh, was happening. And then I liked it so much that I just, uh, you know, I've been there ever since. And uh, and so, you know, in the New Hope group, I play saxophone and flute and then keyboard, uh, too. Um, You're a busy guy. <laughs> Not as busy as you. <laughs> well, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, we try. We try to keep yeah. up. So, um, so Chris, uh, what was your, I, got, I just got to throw this in there. What was your first instrument and when did you, uh, so you said you backed it back to junior high. Was it, uh, was it the, the sax? Um, the first thing I did, my first performance experience was I was picked to be in a choir Mm-hmm. When I was in in like the fourth grade, and we went around and sang Christmas carols uh, to retirement homes, and then after that, um, I I was in band and and started off on clarinet. Mm. I took some took some piano lessons along the way, and then later in high school, um, I thought jazz band would be really fun, so I picked up the uh, saxophone and the flute, uh, so I could play all three instruments. And did that all through high school and then through uh, college, which led me to the Rams game because I was in a marching band at Long Beach State University. And one of the things we did is we played a halftime show at a Rams game. And we also played uh, uh, for a Dodgers game uh, as a band, like a pep type band for a Dodgers uh, baseball game. And then also we went to Texas. I got to march in the Cotton Bowl Stadium. And then also uh, in the uh, uh, the Rose Parade in Pasadena. Very cool, very cool. You have yeah that that's that has. Uh, I, I love talking to people about their different experiences. That uh, for some of them very very unique, and uh, certainly you've had you've had that for sure. Um, yeah. So okay, so let's come up to the new the new Hope Worship Project. Okay. Now that's. Uh, that I think you said, Chris, and I'm looking, um, just reviewing the notes here. That that's that's a, a project that consists of multiple songwriters and songs. Correct. Correct. Uh, there are nine songwriters uh, in the group who are all musicians on the uh, worship team at New Hope Church, and um, in doing the recordings, there are some mus- some musicians who are not songwriters but are part of the team uh, who. Um, who also help with the uh, recording of the songs and playing them live. Mm. So, uh, every and everybody writes and everybody performs, and it, this is real. This is really a team project, isn't it? It is a really a team project, and uh, uh, we have a lot of collaborations. Like um, the song uh, "Lord, you, Mar- you Are My Rock" is with Whitney and I, um, who you know co-wrote uh, the song, and then the other musicians. It seems like everybody's kind of like doing things with. Uh, each other co-writing and that works out great so lord you are my rock is that the most recent uh, release that is the most recent re- release released i think two weeks ago okay all right i'm seeing that uh for our listeners uh let's make sure we touch base here and now uh for, for our listeners uh, on facebook Guys, you can go to Chris Selby s-e-l-b-y and if you uh You'll see a couple of crossed, uh, uh, oh, where am I going? Uh, oars, 
Oh, yeah, right. Established EST 2017. If you see that, you're in the right spot. And the first post that I see here is Lord, You Are My Rock, Chris Selby and Whitney Becker. And that is one I've listened to. That as a great, that is a great song. And that was masked. Uh, it was produced by Brian Witzel, uh, a yes. Grammy and Dove Award winner. And uh, let's see, Dan Scheich, I can only imagine, Big Daddy Weave, et cetera, et cetera. Let's drop all the names we can here. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So, Whitney, how did you get involved in and what was your part in uh, this uh, Lord You Are My Rock? But you know what? Let's, let's back up farther. How did you guys uh, – so, Whitney, you're, you're part of the, of the, the New Hope uh, project here. So was that right from the, were you a part of it right from the start? So my husband and I started attending New Hope, I think it was in 2016. And I think it would have been the next year, 2017. A couple of us got together who had an interest in songwriting and just kind of formed this nonchalant group of like, hey, let's kick some of these songs around. Let's get some inspiration just by being in the same room as other fellow creatives. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of inspires you to do work. So at that point, I had only really dappled in songwriting. I loved it, though. I loved working with these people. I didn't really have much I was bringing to the table except being really good at eating the snacks when we were all <laughs> meeting together. Oh, yeah. But it truly, this this songwriting group, I can say that it's it's drawn me closer to God. It's pulled me way deeper into my personal journey with music. I honestly went back to school to get a degree and got my two-year degree in music from joining this group. I can really? honestly say that that led to me starting to pursue music more seriously. I've always been around music, loved music. I was a choir kid in high school, but getting involved with that songwriting group really kind of changed the trajectory of my life. So I, I can't really say enough good about it. And working with Chris then. Um, so, so I, I do dapple. Um, I do write my own songs. I really write, um, folk music is what I, the majority of what I write. And I, I think I was actually talking to Chris one time about like, I want to write worship music so bad. It just like, I, I sit down and I try and nothing happens. Mm. I, I write folk music. And then he approached me at one point and said, Hey, wait, I have this idea like, I'm just going to throw some of this at you. And, you know, end of the day, we collaborated and co-wrote this song. Wow. And it does have a folk style feel to it, doesn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think my voice probably brings that in naturally. And that's yeah. kind of what's cool about the the team is we all kind of have our different angle that we bring into that group. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah, what, what's the what's the saying that the uh, the whole is more than the sum of the parts or something like that? Yeah. yeah, it all comes together. Um, are you? I'm sorry, are you a Peter, Paul, and Mary fan? I you like who? Who's Peter, Paul, and Mary? <laughs> no, I I do know that I know Peter, Paul, and Mary, and um, uh, Puff the Magic Dragon, yeah, right? Yeah, love that song. I yeah. cry every time at that song. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I, I hear you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe Chris doesn't remember that. No, I don't, oh, I don't remember <laughs> Peter Paul and Mary. Oh, um, that kind of, yeah, you know, I, we did a song here recently that, um, that was, that, that style just kind of rose to the top. Peter Paul and Mary, uh, Peter and Gordon, uh, uh, 
you know, stuff like that. But that's, that's you know, to keep that that style uh, alive, it's, it's certainly not dying out. And uh, But, but uh, Whitney, it sounds like that's the... Um, that's what God has given you, and you're bringing that uh, to the table, if if you will, right? Yes, and it's a joy. Yeah, yeah. Chris, how did you feel about uh, you, and how did the other ones feel about uh, that? You know, a, a song coming out of uh, coming through Whitney, I'll say, in that style. Was that uh, like a whoa? That's really different, or it was like, yeah, that's really cool. I, I I love Whitney style. Um, I I also play penny whistle, and so Whitney before uh, Lord Drummer Rock, um, she was writing a fun song about the moon and a moth, um, and you know, nothing to do with uh, uh, with religion or anything, but okay. just a fun song. Yeah. And so I played penny whistle, and so I love Whitney style. She has a great style, and uh, so I thought, ah, she'd be a great person to work with on this song. Mm. Uh, Lord Lord, you are my rock. Uh, Whitney, is that is Chris? Is this song with Chris? Is this the first one that you've kind of collaborated on? Yes, as far okay. as worship, as I as he said, he did play Penny Whistle, which was absolutely incredible. Mm. Having Penny Whistle added to a, a Celtic folk song that I wrote, yeah. but this was the first time that he and I were kind of sitting down, going through the music, going through the lyrics, and really truly writing something together. Mm. Mm. And, and a great song. I, I didn't recognize that uh, as as a penny whistle, but I do on there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh no, not, not on Lord You Are My Rock, but on the other the previous song. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I didn't wasn't thinking I had heard that, but okay. I'm yeah, getting no right. whistle on Lord okay. <laughs> Well, we should we should say though, Lord You Are Lord You Are My Rock, and it, for your for you listeners out there, this was written uh, by Whitney Becker and Chris Selby, and it's based on Psalm 18. And I like what you said here, Chris. Uh, In our distress, we call on God, our Rock, Fortress, and Father. And uh, that's just a great message in that song. So, uh, guys, as you're listening to this, uh, if you're not able to listen to the whole thing or whatever, and you want to, you just you gotta, you know, gotta get going or whatever, want to come back to it, do please listen to you, Lord, you are my rock, and that's on. Uh, of course, that's on uh, all the download sites, right, Chris? At this point, yes, it's on uh, Spotify, mm-hmm. YouTube, Amazon Music, um, Pandora. And you know, just all the all mm. the download sites. Wherever you find good music and some that's not so good, it'll be there, right? But, <laughs> that's oh, right. So, that's the way I like. I don't know. I I, I kind of I can't really claim originality for that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and you'll also hear that song uh, to our listeners. You'll hear that on the new editions hour here on Notespire Radio as we do that each each week on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at seven p.m. Eastern. So Whitney, let's take let's take uh, a journey back to musical beginnings for you. Where did it start? Um, as I said, I've always kind of like a lot of musicians or or singers just kind of grew up around it. My parents were in a quartet through college. Um, My grandma is a wonderful singer. Um, A lot of people in my family sing or have been involved in, you know, music groups. Um, So then I was in choir in junior high and high school and always loved it. And then I kind of um, honestly drifted away, wasn't really plugged into anything until joining New Hope. Um, I had never been on a worship team and um, Pastor Rick, who is our worship pastor there, like he does so much of the time, just kind of swept my husband and I in. He's like, yeah, yeah, come hang out with us at worship practice. So we got Mm -hmm. plugged in with the worship team and it just 
was like a love story almost. I mean, I, I feel like I have drawn so much closer to God and mm. to my relationship with him just by being on the worship team. I, our worship pastor really treats it almost like it's a mini devotional where we're all getting together and we're truly trying to praise God yeah. and, and then just collaborate with each other, just like a, a worship family. So I think, you know, since that, since joining that, I've only gotten more involved and in just, Hey, where else can I start doing stuff? And I worked for a little while at the, at our church um, administration office. And it's just truly a great group of people to be around. And you, you kind of look for things to do almost of like, all right, I'm not doing worship tonight. What else is going on? So wow, it's just a yeah. great group of people. It sounds like it. I like, I, you know, I, both of you, I hear you talking about uh, the experience, not just the, uh, not just the music, but the, the church, uh, church in as a whole, you're just a great place to, to, um, fellowship to uh, it sounds like it's really sparking your creativity you guys are motivating each other i guess maybe that uh definitely definitely mm, yeah so whitney let's move on and i'm gonna ask you about red riding hood Okay. <laughs> so I didn't expect that one to come up. <laughs> that That's a more recent song that uh -huh. I wrote and actually recorded in a um, studio that's two hours south of us in Grand Rapids with Dogtown Studios. And that's a perfect example of my folk writing. So it's a, it's a little bit different take on the Big Bad Wolf mm -hmm. with Red Riding Hood. So just, I like to, I have several songs where I have a, a folk song that is maybe based on a fairy tale mm. or something of that nature, and then give it a little different perspective or give it a little twist or something like that. I, I really enjoy doing that. Um, I enjoy delving into old literature and works like that so awesome. that just kind of came that song just really came out of nowhere and wrote it <laughs> it looks like you're playing the ukulele on that i am yeah. i am playing ukulele baritone yeah. <laughs> <The laughs> uke if yeah. somebody's looking at it okay because that, that's a that looks like a five string it, it does have four strings that, but it's just a it's a oh there bigger, it is it's kind of like right in the middle oh, okay there it bit is bit of a big yeah yeah okay i i get yeah, I get my get focused on the screen, Paul. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> friends, <laughs> you know, Whitney, the listeners, they say, "What are you guys talking about?" All right, so let's say uh, let's let you let you guys know that uh, Whitney Becker, uh, she also has a Facebook page, and uh, Becker is spelled B O E C K E R. That's B O E. C-K-E-R, Becker. And look her up on Facebook. If you scroll down, you're going to you're gonna see uh, her, her uh, music video. This is really great, Whitney, uh, on, for Red Riding Hood. I'm not going to... I see an a, a, a Instagram post, I guess, from that. So we'll get, yeah. Yeah, invite people to check that out. And Whitney, you look like you're, you're uh, one of, what, five girls in your family? Um, those might be my sister-in-laws. I actually only have one brother. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm going, uh, you saw you, uh, let's see, you said like about something about having four sisters, but they're okay. All right. So, uh, so no, no shortage of, um, what do I say? Camaraderie, uh, both in you got in your personal life and also at the church, which is, which is just awesome. So, uh, Whitney, your husband play too? 
Yes, he plays guitar. He he can play quite a few instruments, um, although he wouldn't say he's proficient. Mm-hmm. He kind of is one of those that he's like, oh, yeah, let me sit down and just uh, mess around on this. And then he plays something beautiful. And you're like, OK, well, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> OK. All right. Chris, are you still with us? Yes, I'm here. OK, good. I hope so. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't mean to ignore you. Well, maybe we did. All no, right. But... Whitney had some. Whitney had so much to add. I she, thought I'll just be quiet for a she while. She did. She did. <laughs> yeah, we're glad. We're happy about that. So, uh, all right, Chris. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna turn it over to you without asking you any question at all. I'm just gonna turn it over to you. And 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 what do you what do you want to say next? Well, um, like Whitney, um, her husband John is a great musician. My wife Ruth. Um, is also a wonderful musician. She's um, a church organist. Mm-hmm. Um, we also play at uh, some other churches around that where they have you know nice Allen type organs. But she also plays clarinet uh, at New Hope in the in the uh, we have an orchestra. Mm. And uh, and then uh, she also is a vocalist. Awesome. Well, you got no you and, got no shortage of talent. No, and then. The um, something that I think is um, really funny is that when we were looking for houses a few years ago, um, we were on the, the corner of Melody uh, Lane, and uh, we turned on to Harmony Drive. Oh wow! <laughs> and so our house is literally on the corner of we're, Melody oh, Lane and Harmony Drive, and it just is, fits us perfectly. Your home. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Melody and harmony, yeah. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. wow. Well, so how long have you been there? Um, about seven years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Whitney, I was going to ask you. Uh, we won't. Chris, I won't spend too much time with her this time. Just a quick no, question. No. <laughs> we like to laugh on this show. Uh, yeah. Are you from that? Uh, are you from the Traverse City uh, area, Whitney, or is you? Are you like a transplant, like Chris? I am born and raised Traversidian. <laughs> okay. All righty. All right. Um, so let's see. All right. We're going to take a, just a real quick pause here. And I know we've got more music to music and things to talk about, but uh, we'll take a quick pause, uh, identify the station, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll be right back. And we're back on an artist in sight. We're talking with Chris Selby and Whitney Becker. They're both in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, guys, is it getting any? Is it getting cold up there yet? Um, I'll go ahead this time. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, we have had um, the most beautiful September. It's, mm. it's a little bit, a little bit chillier right now. But um, uh, you know, my wife. We we live on a lake, and my wife was swimming just like a day ago and we've taken the boats out and kayaks and everything. And, uh, it's, you know, pretty unusual to, you know, to actually be swimming and in the water this, you know, at this time of year. Mm. So, um, you know, wonderful weather. Yeah. I'm from upstate New York, the Adirondack mountain area, just Southern, Uh Southern part of the the Adirondacks, Lake Lake George, if anybody's ever heard of that. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we might be about equal as far as, uh, you know, how far north maybe. Michigan, uh, let's see, so Traverse City, is that northern Michigan or? or is... It's it's northern Michigan, yeah. but it's not in the, in the upper peninsula. Not in the upper it's... part, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Chris, let's talk about uh, the Kauai Piano Gallery. That sounds fascinating. Is that something 
that people would be uh, inclined to go to if we tell them about it? We sure could. Uh, <laughs> so um, I have been in the piano industry for decades, okay. and I, I recently retired, and uh, my assistant was a nice gal named Dana Fall, who also happens to be on the music team um, at New Hope Church. Mm, imagine <laughs> that. Things. Imagine that. Imagine that. And, uh, and so she also is the choir director at the church. The church has a, a, a fairly large choir, uh, as well as the, uh, as the orchestra. And I think all told there's, I think a hundred, am I right, Whitney, a hundred people involved in the music ministry wow. at, at New Hope? It might be over that. I don't actually, John would know that and I don't have a good number for you. <laughs> okay. Because there's, you know, we have a full orchestra with you know, violins, cellos, um, brass, uh, you know, saxophones like me, flutes, you know, the whole, yeah. the whole nine yards. And then we have uh, people who are doing uh, tech, uh, tech things. And we have a, uh, we also, the, the church also um, broadcasts all the, uh, the services right. uh, live and then stream. But uh, back to the Kauai Piano Gallery, um, you know, that's my love, uh, you know, has been, you know, with music and what a great life to have, uh, you know, to have had a piano store wow. and to be on a worship team and, you know, just the perfect thing for me. But uh, so Dana took the reins uh, about a year ago. And so we have, there's a store in Traverse City, there's a store in uh, Detroit, and there's uh, two stores in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, make, yeah, to be able to uh, to make a career, so to speak, out of out of that is, yeah, you know, some just some people can only dream about that. So, yes. you, yeah, and you've had be able to, been able to do that. Um, so, your experience with a, a large church like that, and obviously, um, you know, there's there's people out people listening that think, think you know they're thinking, wow, that is, uh, you know, they have the same experience, and there's other people thinking, wow, if I only could. Uh, be a part of a of a church like that where I could really use my gifts and be inspired and be encouraged. Um, it's a real it's a real blessing. Uh, I know to uh, as you guys talk about this to be able to be a part uh, of that. And we're you know you're seeing the uh, the fruit, if you will, the musical fruit and otherwise what well, other than musical as well, just the uh, the encouragement and and the growth that you guys both and and all the other members of the team i'm sure uh have experienced what uh, what would you say though to um to those somebody that may be thinking right now, boy, I wish I could do that. I wish I had that um any, sure. any, any words of encouragement that either one of you might have? Well, um, I'll take this one. Uh, one of the things that uh, one of our mottos is at our church is we get to do this. We don't have to do it. Mm. It's something that we get to do. And uh, I was just telling uh, Whitney actually today how blessed I feel um, to have you know these great gifts from God um, to uh, you know, it's not about me. It's about um, our message and, or you know, God's message, and what what can God do through me? Kind of like uh, He is the potter and we are the clay. Mm-hmm. And so, back to other musicians. Um, you know, every church needs musicians, and it doesn't matter. You know, small, big. You know, large. 
um, they all need uh, musicians and uh, sometimes uh, just reach out. And if you're interested in, in being with the church, it doesn't matter what size, just, just give it a try. Whitney? Yeah, I, I love what you said about encouragement. And I, I just think about that. Um, we, we do live in a, a modern age where we have a lot of things accessible to us. So I think if there's someone who is feeling maybe uninspired or, boy, I wish I could have connection and community like that, I think um, it's a lot of what Chris is saying of maybe you could you could look up a church that has perhaps a bigger worship team. And um, Chris and his wife, Ruth, they actually travel quite a bit and play on many worship teams. So I think you could even, you know, if you want to go to another church that you could maybe get to play on their orchestra, even if it's, you know, you do it once a month or once every six months, but you, you go and you, you get that inspiration from someone else. And I feel like um, as a community and as a creative, we always need to be looking for that inspiration. So whether it's going and finding a community and you take little pieces of that community and you bring it home to yours and you start, you know, building the foundation of your own new community, build up your own worship team, you can draw a lot of inspiration just by going out and finding new people and community and places. Yeah, good, good, good thoughts, both of you. Good, good thoughts. Um, and I would add, I guess, if I may, um, that God doesn't need, and I think you guys uh, maybe speak into this a little bit, God doesn't need uh, a hundred-piece orchestra. I'm, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> um, he doesn't need the the live broadcast. He doesn't need all of that to accomplish his will. And yet, some of us... Um, and I've even kind of struggled with this a little bit myself over the years. Some of us think that that's how we should measure success. And if 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 we're in a situation like that, that's where God wants us. And if we're not, then we have failed. But that's not the way God looks at it, is it? It, it definitely is not. Um, you know the you know whether uh, wherever two or more are gathered. Uh, in my name, I am with them. Uh, and, you know, the church originally had no building, no walls. Um, it was just people getting together. So um, it doesn't matter what size of a church. Right, right, right. I was talking just uh, uh, just the other day to a uh, a couple that travel full time. And they have been for almost 20 years traveling from church to church. Uh and how it's changed for them, and maybe we could touch on this a little bit before we get done, how it's changed for them, the churches that they that they are invited to sing at, and of course they go back to a lot of uh, repeat, uh, going back to churches they've already been at, but the churches that they go and sing at uh, are tending to be smaller and smaller because the larger churches uh, over the years have developed their praise teams and the orchestras and the choirs and things. And they've got all the music, all the musical uh, talent and musicians that they could possibly need where the smaller churches tend to not, uh, maybe not even have anybody to, uh, to play for them and, and lead. Um, yeah. So have you guys seen like new hope? How, how has that changed in the past I don't know, 10 to 20 years and 
Any thoughts on that? Okay, I'll take that one too. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's right. Um, so I, I started with New Hope in 2007, and Pastor Rick, um, or the worship leader, has been there uh, for 19 years. So I'm trying to think of my math. He's, he was there a few years before. I started, and at that point, we had a very small orchestra, um, and uh, and then it's it's just grown and grown, and more people on the team, uh, more you know lead vocalists. Um, you know, we have probably four drummers that we could call on mm -hmm. at any point, uh, and so we rotate musicians, and so nobody kind of gets burnt out, you know, burnt out at all, but. Um, you know, I think for a small church, the best thing to do is recruit, 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 um, and try to get, you know, musicians. And then also, um, uh, especially for pianists and organists at churches, I tell churches and I, uh, is uh, to, um, uh, you know, start the young musicians, uh, you know, get somebody to play. Maybe they're taking piano lessons or maybe the organist is the organ teacher or their piano teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, but get the young folks involved uh, in playing and get them used to being, um, you know, in front of the sanctuary, in front of people and bring them up to be uh, church musicians. Good advice. Good advice. Whitney, any thoughts on that? I love that of, of plugging the kids in, get them young. You know, I think yeah. that's great because it does, again, building that, that family that they, they have that of, you know, I, when I go to worship team, I feel seen or I feel like I have a purpose and that's just so good for a younger generation. And to add on to the, um, what you were asking about originally, I feel like, at, um, again, at New Hope, it, one thing that I've told this story before, but it's still so poignant and special to me is when we first started attending New Hope, the, we'd been church searching for a little while and the worship was just beautiful. My husband and I both cried. Maybe. Okay. Well, sorry. I cried. John okay. didn't shed a tear. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we, we loved it. And, you know, of course our natural inclination is, is can we join this worship team? And I yeah. told my husband, John, I'm like, okay, you try out for the worship team. If you don't get in, I'm definitely not getting in. So, okay. and like that, that was our mentality. And we were just so blown away. Like that, that was not how it worked at all. Pastor Rick, um, I don't remember what the original, how, how we originally expressed an interest, you know, a very tentative toe dipping in the water of like, yeah, yeah, we'd love to do worship team. And th that was all it took is it was like this wave of, you know, like, come join us. Hey, like go over there and meet Tracy, go over here and, you know, come to our cookout. Like it was a wave of come and be a part of this team. The, the trying out was not even anything a part of it, um, Pastor Rick has a really great mentality of he he seems to see to the heart of mm. your worship. And that's what it really came down to. It wasn't about talent. It wasn't about, you know, who can get up there and just totally rip up one side of the instrument and down the other. It yeah. wasn't about that at all. At the end of the day, it always comes back to, do you have a heart for worship? Then come be a part of 
us, we also have heart for worship. And I I think that taught me a lot about, you know, when you're in school and you're trying to, you know, make it in the band or try out for choir or the musical or whatever, it's, it's this competitive nature. And to me, for me, my experience was having that completely flipped on its head of why do you want to be here? Is it to worship God? Welcome, you Mm -hmm. know? I love that, and I think that's uh, that's a good message, a good uh, good lesson for any church that's uh, starting that's starting out or or building their worship team. You know, competition just uh, it it has no place in there. It's not that's not what it's about. I mean, even the disciples they say, you know, they were talking about, oh, which one's going to be uh, sit at the right hand of Jesus? You know, it, but that's not. Uh, yes. Jesus said, no, 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 no. That's not what it's about, guys. Yeah, we want we want to be. We want to be serving with our talents, and yet, and yet, you guys, if I can go out on a limb here, uh, us, us musician types, we can easily slip off that, can't we? <laughs> slip into the, oh, oh, didn't that, oh, man, that lead line was just really good. Oh, I, that harmony was just awesome. Didn't I just do a great job? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, and Whitney's probably going to say exactly the same thing, but... One of uh, Pastor Rick's uh, mottos is, um, and definitely this is the team at, at the church. It's check your ego at the door. At right. the door, right? Uh, there's no ego on mm. the on the team, uh, and and it's it's very true. It's just mm. you know uh, we're there to worship God. They're not performances. Um, these 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 are a time for us to worship. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Uh, tell him that. Uh... Yeah, he's that he's appreciated. Tell you, you know, when, if you tell him you, that we did this interview, tell him I, I, I congratulate him on trying to keep that uh, that attitude. And you know where else? You know, I got this, just a little bit of trivia. You know where the first time I heard the phrase "check your ego at the door," it was it, it was back in the eighties, and I forget who said it, but when they when they brought all the all the artists together to do we are the world remember that oh yes uh-huh yeah they said check your ego at the door because wow. all these all these famous artists from bruce springsteen to kenny rogers to michael jackson to you know all of them uh kenny loggins uh, I go, there's so many of them and and uh they said check your ego at the door <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's a great, a great, great, great thought. Great, great. We need to keep that, keep that in mind. So I'm going to ask you now. Uh, we're going to we're going to go to the other side of the coin. Um, okay. The the smaller church that that I grew for many of us, the smaller church that many of us grew up going to that had an organist who maybe also played the piano, who was also the choir director. There was maybe <laughs> five to 10, maybe 15 people in the choir every Sunday. There wasn't that many musicians. Somebody might do a, might do a solo uh, on a Sunday. There might be some special music, not every week or maybe every week. And that was about it. Um, that was one scenario. And that had its limits. But it also had its advantages. There wasn't a lot of people arguing or having different opinions, et cetera, et cetera. I'll just leave that there. And then now we've got a church like New Hope that's got what it's got, as we've just talked about, and all the advantages of that, the wonderful benefits and blessings that come out of that, again, that we've just talked about. 
Talk to us a little bit, and you don't have to spend an awful lot of time on this, and, and let's not dive too deep, but there's got to be some drawbacks, too. And uh, I just think, for some reason, I just think we should just lightly touch on that. What are some of the, the, the negatives about having a church that size, a, a music you know, team that size? Well, I'm I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna do the I'm yeah. gonna do the pos- positives um, because my wife is an organist and loves hymns, and we play at a church that describes I- exactly what you're talking about. Where she's the organist, uh, Ruth and I sing in the small little choir, yeah. and um, and uh, you know the next performance we're we're doing simple gifts, and I'm playing flute along with the choir. Um, and that's, that's that church. Exactly. It's mm. a, a smaller church and, uh, it's about an hour away from here. Okay. And, uh, we just, you know, love that, that, uh, that community of people. Um, and, uh, so negative, I, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to pass this one to okay. Whitney because I, well, I can't think of a, you know, cause yep. I love, I love hymns. I love, uh, uh, you know, the Chris Tomlin and, all the, um, you know, I, I just love it all. It's all, you know, praising God and worshiping. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so negatives, I, Whitney. Well, <laughs> I'm not know. sure, Chris. I'm sure you toss it over to me to uh, say the bad thing. <laughs> well, well, I think um, okay, go as ahead. you're saying, oh, as you're saying with the, um, with a larger church, I think the biggest breakdown that, um, and uh, having served on the administrative team, I, I've you know heard those concerns. Hey, how do we work on this and that and the other? And um, one thing they're always concerned about is if we have a larger congregation, how do we keep a small church community feel? Yeah. Because we, you know, everyone will say, yeah, we all agree we need community. So how do we do that? Our church administration team is very much focused on getting small groups and having people get plugged into their respective groups. So whether you want to join a women's ministry Bible study, or if you're looking to get your kids plugged into really fun, we have so many crazy fun opportunities for kids to get excited about things that kids care about, you know, just all Mm -hmm. those things. So they really try to, um, combat the 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 biggest negative which is a loss of community yeah. by creating those smaller circles within the larger frame of the mm. church and a lot of a lot of bigger churches i've heard uh, and i we don't we we attend a kind of a medium medium sized church but yeah i've heard that that's a very important uh a way to uh to try to we need to keep that small group small uh community uh, feel now, Whitney. Take that and and apply it to the the whole music part of the church. How does that? So I think the probably the biggest um, struggle then on the the worship side, um, as I kind of already talked about, I think getting involved in the worship team that's a very small hurdle. It's pretty much you just saying, "Hey, I have an interest," and off you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but then, if you have a larger congregation, you have an age range where you have people who want to listen to all Lauren Daigle music, and mm-hmm. then people who are requesting um, Peter Paul and Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a throwback. Um, So I think that there's a really careful cultivation 
that that we have you know can you tell that chris and i are like new hope fans because i think we <laughs> for sure yeah being like that you know what they do really well yeah. let me tell you they do try to incorporate I, i've loved that there are him just this past week um what was the everlasting arms hymn that we sang and for me i'm sitting on um off the stage there's some people leading that song this old hymn mm-hmm. and i'm going whoa i just like teleported to when i was six years old in my church like i haven't heard that song since then leaning on um, the everlasting then, arms yes yes thank you <laughs> i'm like i can hear it and playing in my head um and then you know we just introduced a new um not Chris Tomlin, but we we just introduced a new song this past week as well. So I think that really showcases that it is um, piecing those those two sides, or really all the sides, whether it's older hymns, um, you know, '90s contemporary music, modern contemporary Christian music, whatever it is. I think that you have to integrate all of those, and I think everyone in the congregation. What I see are kids that are learning an old him Mm -hmm. and also we have a new song that everyone is enjoying and almost a community sense of like we're learning this new new song together the young teenagers don't feel left out like it's it's only hymns but it's also not not forgetting about um for me again the the poetic side of some of these hymns and and i think there's a new there's a movement i think that even the the keith and christine getty and and some of those they're they're trying to recreate yeah uh, Hymn music, I'm right. sure as you know. So yes, yeah, I yes. would say that the combination of of different portions of music, I think, is really important on the worship team side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like the way you put that, Chris. Anything to add to that before we move on? Um, no, I think uh, I yep. think that's covered. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I want to move on to one uh, as we finish up here. We got a couple minutes left, but I want to talk about uh, let's zero in now on the New Hope Worship Project. Uh, of course, we've talked about the song "Lord, You Are My Rock" based on Psalm 18, which you guys wrote together. But uh, let's uh, have you guys both talk about the uh, the project itself. I think Chris, you had mentioned uh, we're trying to get an album out here and. Uh, why don't you tell people about that? Sure. We have about 10 songs uh, in the works, and our goal, which is an aggressive goal, is to have a new album with 10 songs on it uh, by November. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have several in the works. Some are, are uh, most have been recorded uh, to some point. Uh, some are ready for uh, to go into mastering, uh, and then other ones are you know, uh, at the mixing point, we're, we're recording some vocals, I think, on Sunday on a, another song. And so um, they're kind of all in process and we're, we're working on it and trying to get them get them going. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be titled The New Hope Worship Project. Is that going to be the name of the CD? It will, but it will be called Opus 2. We had we had an Opus 1. Uh, okay was the first CD with, I think, six songs on it. If I'm five or six, I can't re- remember the exact amount. And then this one, you know, hopefully 10. Would you like to uh, tell people that maybe have, don't have quite as much, um, oh, what shall I say? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say the word maturity. That's bad word. Bad word. <laughs> Uh, the people that might not understand what an opus is, would you explain that, Chris? 
Sure. Well, an opus, you know, there was a movie called uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Right. Uh, way, you know, back a little while ago. Um, but an opus is basically, um, uh, I believe, <laughs> I believe it's a collection of, of songs. Yeah. Uh, I, I might have this wrong. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think like uh, a lot of the Beethoven and Bach and right. they would have an op- opus one, opus two, opus three. There we go. Et cetera. Kind of a, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I don't know. Just wanted to. <laughs> that was part, partly a humorous thing and partly I really think what people are saying like what is an opus okay um, <laughs> anyway okay so that will be out uh, and Whitney will that that will be uh, out on all the downloads and streaming sites I'm assuming oh yeah yep we'll be uh, putting it out definitely on our New Hope Worship Project um, social media accounts and I'm sure the church will be kind of putting it out there as well so it'll be available on on in all the places <laughs> all the places yeah we're looking forward to that and we'll uh, especially to get a a copy of all those songs for notes by your radio uh, get those uh, out there on the air for you and i know some of the other stations that we're associated with uh will be as well so um final thoughts for uh for our listeners before we go yeah, if you don't mind, uh, Paul, I just want to tell you, uh, you know, personally, thank you so much. Um, I, you've been playing all of our songs on Opus One. Uh, whether <laughs> I think you know that they're all from the New Hope Worship Project. I, I think but, we did, yeah. But thank you for reminding me. Yes, and so so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And um, the other the other thought that I have is, um, you know, looking at what you do, Paul. You're you have you know. No spare, no spare radio. You have the Descott, um, you know, uh, Music Hour. You have the Artist Insight programs. You have, I think, other podcasts. And then I think I hear that you go out and uh, play at coffee shops and churches. And I do when I maybe get, I used to do a lot of it, uh, Chris. But in the last uh, ten years or so, kind of, I just now I go if I'm invited, which it might be two, three times a year. But yes. And then you have the Just Got Praise Band, I think, too. And then you have your own music <laughs> recording. <laughs> the and you're recording. Got, so. Yeah, the Just Got Praise Band was uh, myself and two friends. Um, unfortunately, the drummer, my one of my best friends, Dana Roy, passed away in 2015. Aww. But uh, for the uh, yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But it was it's a great story. Um, but that uh, so three of us we did we called ourselves the Just Got Praise Band. We recorded some songs and put them out there. So. It's no, it's no longer, but uh, yeah. So besides saying thank you, how do you do all that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm serious. <laughs> I don't know. Plus, I'm a real estate appraiser by day. That's my because I have to have a day what? job. Because we all know that day, we uh, we know that uh, music doesn't always uh, pay the bills. So I've been appraising <laughs> residential real estate for 34 years as well. But being self-employed, it's nice because I can uh, I can make the time to do this. So yeah, and my wife is very understanding. Ah, yeah. Okay, and then you have a you have your partner Nate who helps. Nate Miller is my partner in in Notes by Our Music. Yes, he uh, yeah. he works nights now. So, uh, but we uh, yeah we do uh, the studios in my home. So I end up doing a lot of it myself. But he's he's very active in in what we're doing as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But so, you're right. Yeah. Just a heartfelt uh, our heartfelt thank you for playing all of our music. You're very welcome. Yes. Uh, we we uh, we appreciate you guys sending it, and uh, you know I'll, I'll say this real quick. Uh, back in and I tell this story often. Uh, back in the mid '90s, I wrote a song 
and uh, local a local AM station in Glens Falls, New York, played it. And then they asked me if uh, if I would put together, and I was not a DJ, I never really considered myself to be, but they asked me if I would uh, if I would put together a thirty minute show with local artists' music that they could play on their, their station. And after like four months of saying, no, God, I don't want to do this, uh, God finally won. And it was like God saying to me, <laughs> Paul, if you, and I, again, I tell this story off my, Paul, if, if you will play other people's music on your show, on the radio, I'll, I'll let you play yours, your music as well. Oh, uh-huh. okay. That's a pretty good deal. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been doing it ever since. So anyway, but it, it's great. It's uh, it's a way that God has, uh, you know, has allowed us to, uh, to help uh, independent artists. So Whitney, any thoughts from you? Oh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for the opportunity and really, Paul, getting a chance to get to know you a bit more. And Chris, I mean, I didn't know you played in Disneyland, so I just <laughs> love the chance to get to know both of you a bit more to talk about this whole process. It, more inspiration. You know, I love it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, let's. Uh, hey, why don't let's see. So it's uh, we're doing this in uh, it's almost October now. Where did the summer go? Anyway, uh, Chris. Uh, make a note, or if, if or one of us, or all one of the three of us, make a note. Let's do this like after the holidays. Let's uh, let's get together again and do it, and we'll talk about uh, how things are going. But at that point, we'll be able to po- talk about your new project and and just catch up a little bit. Love to do it, Paul. Okay, sounds wonderful. Good. All right. Well, Chris Selby and Whitney Becker, we thank you so much for being here with us on the Artist Insight, friends. As you're listening, remember that uh, if you're listening on the radio station, remember you can hear this again. Uh, you don't. You have many more chances because just go to your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Apple, wherever, and search the word Notespire, and you'll find all of the podcasts that we do. And uh, just we invite you to listen whenever you would like to uh, listen again. If you miss something, like to hear it again. Um, also, the other interviews are on there uh, as well. So, uh, and get a hold of us. Our email is info at notespiremusic.com. Once again, info at notespiremusic.com. Please look up Chris Selby and Whitney Becker on Facebook and also the New Hope. Is it, is it New Hope Church? Is that how people should look for that? Um, new, they can go to New Hope Community Church or, or Whitney, uh, New Hope CC. New Hope CC, New Hope Community Church, and that is in yes. Traverse City, Michigan. All right, guys, we will let you go, and we'll talk to you again soon. God bless both of you, and thank you very much for being with us. You also, Paul. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Notespire Radio Artist Insight. We hope you've enjoyed the program today. And join us next time when we again bring you a unique look into the lives, music, and ministries of Christian artists. Here on Notespire Radio Artist Insight.